and trains, and we're prepared for it with new technique and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, we got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 20 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Devin Wade with you alongside Biscuit, Jordan Wade, my baby brother, on a a special edition, sort of a Mother's Day edition of sorts. And went way out of our way to try to uh, implement Mother's Day into the 20th edition of the show. Mm -hmm. Biscuit, how are you? I'm doing outstanding. I mean, can you believe it's been 20 episodes? I, it's hard to believe. Yeah, and you've done what half of them probably, right? Uh, somewhere around there, yeah. Well, it, you know, I want to remind folks that however you listen to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, you can also find us on TuneIn, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Please subscribe, share with friends, let us know what you like, what you don't like. We're growing and moving in different directions, and we want to know what you guys like and how you respond to some of our features. Yeah, we want to trim the fat. Trim the fat. And speaking Drain of, the swamp. <laughs> drain the swamp is, yeah, okay. Drain the swamp. You're coming. <laughs> of what? What are we draining the swamp of? I'm just saying of? the extra stuff, you know, that, that we can get rid of, you know, like education or health care. I mean, anything. <laughs> anything. Any of those things we can well, get that, rid of. And there, episode 20 years <laughs> off with a bang. Um, you can tweet me at Wade's Word and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. Those are all ways to get to you. This time out, we are going to go over some NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. and sort of a quasi-headlines. We won't go through all the headlines. Uh, in addition to that, we'll do the ball and the falling, okay. and we're going to do the Hollywood swinging Mother's Day edition, and something we haven't done before, but I promised. It's the Boys of Back in Town segment where we go to a, uh, we talk about a specific sports city okay. and their icons and their Mount Rushmore. We'll Louisville, debate the, Kentucky. No, we're doing Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania today. So if you're a Pittsburgher. Right. Because that's where my mom's from and this is our Mother's Day edition. That's where our mother is from and this is, that's why we're doing our Mother's Day edition. And I spent many uh, Christmas there in Pittsburgh and, and actually Mount Lebanon for those who who know. But anyway, let's get into it. Uh, you know, uh, just a couple of days ago, not so long ago, we did episode 19 uh, with the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen. Right. It was prior to game six of the Western Conference semifinals, mm-hmm. the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets. What we found out was that, whoa, the Rockets did not show up. It was an absolutely horrible performance by James Harden and the Rockets. And I want to get into Harden a little bit later on in the ball and the fallen. So we'll get into it. But the bigger question is, with uh, sort of a banged-up Kawhi Leonard, who was supposed to play in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals, do you give the San Antonio Spurs any shot at defeating the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals? Well, during the regular season, they were 8-1 and one without Kawhi Leonard, so they still can ball. I mean, they also are missing Tony Parker, who's going to be out for the entire series. But you talk about the Houston Rockets series. I mean, the Rockets, after the first game, really didn't change their game game plan. They were still trying to run the pick and roll with James Harden, and nothing else changed. It wasn't working. The Spurs adjusted because Greg Popovich is a great coach. The, Rockets, the greatest. Yeah, and especially, yeah, in basketball, yeah, for sure. 
And so they didn't make any adjustments. They didn't change anything. They didn't come and attack from any different way. And this is kind of what has been a, a knock against Mike D'Antoni that he can't win in the playoffs. If you can't change up what your team is doing, you, if you can't make the adjustments, then you're not going to win. And not only that, the the level of intensity uh, just displayed. They were just absolutely flat, and that fed into the crowd. And it, it was just, uh, it was a nightmare. Of course, I broadcast here in the city of Houston, KTSU Sports Talk with Ralph Cooper, and you know it's been absolutely a, a horrible, horrible situation. Well, I mean, but if you look at the matchups, okay, a lot of times James Harden was on Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge was hitting all his well, jumpers, he, yeah, well, and, and Danny Green went off, and, and uh, Simmons went off. So these guys, well, they put different people on Aldridge, no, know, but Aldridge they, really got himself going. Right, after I mean, they, game they, they, they switched. They they switched on every pick on uh, every pick. So sometimes James would end up on him. Sometimes it was Ryan Anderson. Uh, that um, every now and then it was Clint Capella. This you really missed uh, Nene in this series. Um, later in the series, later in the series yeah. yeah, because you had no presence down low. I mean, Clint Capella did what he could. He scored, a, you know, he did a good a good job uh, scoring the basketball. But as far as defensively, he couldn't stop Lamarcus Aldridge. They didn't have an answer for Lamarcus Aldridge. And then Danny Green started hitting his threes, and then Simmons started hitting threes, and so it was it was pretty much over. Well, and, and again, you live by the three, die by the three. And I think coming into the season and coming into the series, I think uh, from a Houston standpoint, they've exceeded expectations. I don't think people in Houston thought that they would do very well after losing to White Howard and seeing what went on with yeah, the, I didn't think with last right. season was absolutely horrible. You ran Mikhail off. Pretty early in the in the season, and you well, know, that was, it, yeah, that was last went, year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Last year it went downhill from there. So coming into this year, you didn't think, okay, you add what Gordon and Anderson, but you lose Dwight Howard, and now you have D'Antoni who didn't have much success in New York or with and, the Lakers, or with the Lakers, and so you're like, well, where's the hope? But again, Harden did a 180, and again, I want to get into Harden a little bit later. Yeah, on. let's wait. So for we'll that. check that. Game seven, game seven in the Eastern Conference semifinals, Washington, Boston. What? While really Harden shrank in the situation in, in the big moment where he his back was against the wall, we saw John Wall in right. that same situation, and he maybe have, has elevated his status in the league with what he did last night with the game-winning three-pointer. And they talked about John Wall and how he's looking for respect in this league, and, and he knows that this is the time that he has to gain that respect. He has to hit those shots. He has to win these big games. I always thought Washington would would, would beat Boston. Uh, do you I, still in Game Seven? Do you think? Do you still still think that that can happen? Oh yeah, I still think that Washington is going to pull it out because they've been showing it all season. I think they they have a um, a team that can match up well against the Cavaliers, and I think they can really shoot the basketball uh, pretty well. So Boston better watch out. You know, I think you have to take Boston at home. But John Wall, what a a moment for DC sports in the DC Baltimore area. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of excitement in, in that entire area when you talk, talk about the, the Wizards and and the Capitals. Of course, Ovechkin goes out again in a Game 7 lazy egg against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll talk about Pittsburgh a little bit later on. Also, again, want to talk a little bit about the sort of the imminent finals. Like, you, you, it's almost predetermined. And, and we talked about this back in, in September. You say that, but I still don't think Cleveland is going to beat the Wizards. I think that— Well, think, the Wizards have to get past Boston. Well, I, and I think they will. And I think when they play uh, Cleveland, they, they'll some of those old things that, that were troubling Cleveland uh, during the regular season are going to come back to haunt them in, in, during this uh, series against the Wizards, which they will play. Well, look, it's time to do one of our features. 
This one we call Ballin' or Ballin'. That's when I we come up with three athletes or teams or entities and and uh, ask ourselves and ask you guys, are they ballin' or are they fallin'? And first and foremost, today I want to go with a guy who is leading the way for one of those teams and Mike Brown, who's leading. He stepped in for Steve Kerr in Golden State. And is he balling or is he falling? I think right now he's balling. He's a defensive-minded coach. I mean, the offense is going to be taken care of. You got such firepower on the offensive side of the basketball that he doesn't really have to worry about that. I mean, honestly, I mean, of course, he's got to coach it and take timeouts and stuff like that, but he's a defensive guru. He's a defensive czar. He came from the, uh, Greg Popovich. He came from that that coaching tree. So he's going to be – he's he's balling right now. He's got him 8-0 in the playoffs pretty much. I know Steve Kerr probably – I think he coached one or two games early on. Yeah, maybe one, right? Yeah, so – but uh, he's balling. He's 8-0 you know, or whatever. The team is 8-0 going into uh, the Western Conference Finals, and I think I think. <laughs> Okay, so so that being said, and, and and I'll give you my answer. I think by and large, yeah, Mike Brown is balling. He stepped into a winning situation. Right. However, they don't win. You have your instant scapegoat, fair or not, but it does give him an opportunity. Look at what Luke Walton was able to do. Parlay that into the late, uh, Los Angeles Lakers job. Right. You remember, like I said, after his his last failures. You're like, oh, will he get recycled? You know, NBA does recycle coaches quite a bit. You know, will well, he Luke get Walton recycled? Was, I mean, I don't think he's – Luke Walton was an unknown commodity, and so he he'd never had a head coaching job before. Mike Brown, I mean, he's been to the NBA Finals. Yeah, he got swept by San Antonio when he went with, Cle- with the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. But I mean, they had Anderson Verjao and um, some uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mo Williams and yeah, all that. Damon so Jones, yeah, they, guys, so yeah. they didn't have a, a, a team that, Gibson, that yeah, guys. they didn't have a team that could match up with San Antonio at the time. But now, I mean, he's he's showing you know as far as recently what he can do as a coach. I know he struggled when he went with the Lakers, and that was that was a, a debacle. But I mean, he's having another opportunity. He's making so, the most of so it. So now this was the debate, and this is a huge matchup from a coaching standpoint. Now I. You know, we had this discussion on the air uh, on the local show. Okay, he's going up against his master, the master, right? Not not literal master. I'd be careful with that term. Yeah, that's true. No, no, Popovich is not his master, but a <laughs> master mentor. teacher. His uh, he, mentor. Yeah, yeah, not. You gotta be careful now. We, we're okay. not no masters here. Ain't no plantation. No, but but uh, you know, he's going <laughs> well, up against. If you talk the, to Warren Sapp, he would say something different. But yeah, I know that's foolishness. But uh, you you talk about going up against Greg Popovich, considered the best coach in the game. And one of the best coaches ever, if you right. look at the kind of success uh, that they've had in San Antonio. Quite, uh, now, Brown has all the horses. Can Popovich do anything to circumvent that and, and overcome the deficiency in talent? Because we saw them dismantle, and really a coaching job dismantled the, the Rockets. <sighs> I have a hard time thinking that they're going to be able to do the same thing against the Golden State Warriors because you have so many scores. You have Draymond Green. You have Klay Thompson. You have Kevin Durant. You have Iguodala coming off the bench. I mean, these guys, and JaVale McGee is actually a serviceable big man now for some reason. So I, I don't think he's, I think they the, the 
Golden State Warriors just have too much firepower. If if Steph is off, then then Thompson can hit. If if they the, both of those guys are out, then Draymond and Kevin Durant can start playing. I mean, the defense that that Draymond Green has been playing this year is just ridiculous. I mean, he I, I know his scoring has went down, but he's he's doing all the dirty work for that team, and he's he's shutting people down. I mean, so them being able to play so at such a high level defensively, I, I don't think that the deficiencies on the offensive side for for the San Antonio. I don't think they're going to be able to score enough points. Yeah, and that's the key. And you, I think that they can get a couple games out of this. But mm. going into the season, and, and this is what's so kind of demoralizing, and I talked about this in episode 19 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, it's demoralizing that we knew in September that three of these four teams will be exactly where, where they are right now. The three teams that are here already were the three teams that I said in October – these are the three teams that'll be here. You thought Washington would, would be No, no, there? I said three of the four. We don't know who the fourth oh, you, team is oh, going to be. Oh, you're talking about uh, Golden State, State, Cleveland, and, San, Antonio. San Antonio. I said three. You know this. I said this. Three teams have a legitimate shot at the championship. Everybody else is just wasting their time. They're just, you know, playing for kicks. And, and it's coming to, uh, fruition. to fruition that this is exactly what is, has happened. And I just think, again, Golden State is too powerful offensively. But I think that if Manu Ginobili can have another – game. You have a guy like Simmons who was able to be on Harden. What guy are you going to put him on? Now, this is where Tony Parker hurts you. Losing Not that him. he was a great defensive player, but again, that's a body that can make some some guys work on the defensive end. Uh, you know, Ginobili well, Mills can shoot the basketball. He, I mean, but it, it's about depth, though. Well, because I mean, again, true. you know, so now you what? who gets all of those minutes that that Tony Parker, and, and really getting them in and out of the offense. Well, they got the rookie out of UCLA. Yeah, I can't nah, he name. didn't count. And he just doesn't. And, and the, But the other thing is, when we saw this the sort of a, a weakness for San Antonio, when the Rockets got off to the fast start shooting well, we saw San Antonio try to rush shots, get out of there, play uncharacteristically for right, their, their team. Right, their pace. That's, that's the thing that's going to be essential for San Antonio to even stay in these games. They got to they gotta get back on defense. They got to not take quick shots. They got to work the ball around. They got to use Powell. They got to use And it's tough uh, because you got to offensive rebound. And, and during stretches, they could not offensive rebound against the Rockets, but they wanted to get back and play defense. But I think if you're not shooting as well, it's going to be hard if you don't get you know second-chance points. Well, I think, again, if you move the basketball, you'll get better shots. And uh, they showed that in, in the Rockets series. When they started moving the basketball and not just taking quick shots, trying to match the Rockets, they were able to dominate. And and when they if they do that same kind of thing against the Warriors, they'll be in the series. I don't think I don't think they have a chance to win the series. So we both agree that Mike Brown is balling. Right. So next up, this is a guy we did balling the falling in episode 19. But, whoa, how does a few hours change and another game changes. Balling or falling, James Harden as long as a long-term superstar in this league? But that's a hard question. I think every superstar goes through a period where they have to learn how to win in the playoffs. And I don't think he's reached that point where he knows how to win in the playoffs. He doesn't know how to close out games. You saw it early on against OKC when late in the game, uh, they only needed two to tie it. He shot the three for the win and missed it horribly. And they lost. They dropped the game to, to Oklahoma City. You saw it again in game uh, five against San Antonio. And over time, he had like six turnovers, three or four turnovers. Uh, so, and, and he only scored one basket and a couple assists or something like that. I mean, he had a really horrible game going uh, down the stretch in, in the second half. And he was, you can kind of see it when James Harden is going to have a bad game because, first of all, in the playoffs, uh, things get uh, tougher, especially in the paint. 
They don't call as many fouls. He's not going to have an opportunity to go to the line as much. And so when when those things start happening, when he's not getting those foul calls, he gets frustrated. He starts complaining to the referees. He starts yelling at his teammates. It's just like a snowball effect, and he has to understand so, how to do that. Balling or falling? Right now he's falling. I keep on falling. I'm going to say he's falling. And can't get up. Oh, what? No, no. On. Listen to what I'm saying. He, that performance that he put on. No, the performance he put on in Game Six is brand injuring. That hurts his nah. brain. He not only and and I know you don't know this one because you were one one years old when this happened. But there was a and I'm gonna spin this yarn and tell this tale because it, this is the only analogy that I can come up with. In 1982, 1982. 1982. Listen to what I'm saying. This All right. Is, and, and you can YouTube it. That's the brilliance of YouTube. YouTube this entire game. And, and before that, YouTube other games from the same season. Rob Williams, and you. And if anybody knows Fox Slam and Jam, Rob Williams led that team to the Final Four. Not Olajuwon. Olajuwon was a freshman. He, he didn't even know, you know, much about basketball. He was just big and athletic. It was Rob Williams that took that team. Mm-hmm. Rob Williams went up against, and Michael Jordan was on the team, and he went on to hit a big shot in the, in the finals. But the team belonged to James Worthy and Sam Perkins. Mm-hmm. That, that was their team. Rob Williams was U of H. Yeah, you had the other guys on the team, but that was Rob's team. Okay. Rob was a bona fide superstar. In the final four, he had a horrendous game, like to the point where like nobody understood what is happening. This was what is happening. Unbelievable. He didn't hit his first basket until five minutes left in the first half. Well, he didn't shoot. He didn't shoot. He didn't shoot. It was It was like, did somebody drug him? Is something wrong with him? This was beyond the pale. This was horrible. This was the worst big game performance of a superstar that I've seen oh, in I recent mean, he's memory. had bad games in the playoffs. This was different. This was uh, lethargic, absent-minded, the... the Intercepted pass by Patty Mills, you don't see that at the YMCA. It was, it was, this was unbelievable, man, and it hurts his brand. And I, and I tell you what, further hurt his brand. The very next night, well, faced you know, with the same, same situation. No, oh, okay, okay. The, I the same about situation. The very next night, the same situation happened with John Wall at home versus Boston. Hits a three pointer to win the game to elevate his status. Right. Now again, he's still gonna sell shoes. But I think now he becomes more of a basketball icon and not a basketball star. I really think this has residuals because people look at you. You had no fight when you needed. Look, Westbrook Westbrook went out, guns are blazing. Carry me out on my shield. I'm shooting 55 times. I don't care. I'm going out like this. And this was not that. This was as bad as it gets. This was horrible. He's falling and he can't get up. He was trying to get his teammates involved early on in the game. They weren't down by that much early on. They were down by seven. They came back. Then San Antonio went on this run, and that's when the game was over. But I mean, he—he's—I mean, he's—he's he's done awesome throughout the season. The only thing that I would say that would hurt him, as far as his legacy and his brand is concerned, is like that night he went to the club in Houston. And so that's yeah. kind of that's kind of like look, I don't care. H Town is not that kind of city either. You know, if you lose, we we've lost the biggest and and we've lost in big situations bigger than this. We lost by forty points on the road, and I say we we Houstonians as fans collectively lost Game Seven on the road to Dallas by forty points with Tracy McGrady. So we know you we know losing. 
you know, you could talk we're, about we're Chicago. We're acquainted with, yeah. with, with losing. And so, uh, but this was something different. Where every time we went out with a fight, and this had no fight, and I don't know how you rejuvenate your fan base. And, again, this is relatively soon, so time heals some of these wounds. But, uh, you know, looking forward, I guess you can tweak and try to get, add more help in the I mean, front court. I mean, you're talking court. about an MVP candidate. I mean, he was – and that's what's so, so surprising. So, and Kawhi Leonard is such a uh, MVP. He didn't even have to play in game. Oh, six nice, nice. They eight and one without him. Yeah, Where would the well, Rockets be without James Harden? That Come on. dude. I mean, this is this is a little. I mean, I know you probably still emotional about it, even though you don't really care about the Rockets. So I can't believe you saying just because he had a ba- one bad game. It's not, this was beyond. This wasn't a bad game. This it was, was a bad game. This was this was this, Jordan. I'm telling you, this was something worse. This was something really, really. Worse. No, Listen to so. the comments of some of his peers, people in NBA guys. This was not a bag. This was something you don't have any fight. This is this is Julio Cesar Chavez in basketball. <laughs> I'm serious. It really is. I I I just disagree. I mean, I, I think it, it was a bad game. Uh, this things was going worse on in than the series. People so. don't. And I, I, I know you think it's hyperbole, but I mean it. This is a career definer if he doesn't go on to the NBA Finals. This will define his career. Well, that's career. a great big caveat. I mean, of course. But, no, even if he goes on and goes to the Western Conference Finals, no matter what else he does, but no, unless he goes no, if you're the, saying you're saying that after Rob, whoever, in the in Rob 19, Williams grew up around the corner from us, by the way, a basketball legend okay, in Rob South Park, Williams, a, after Rob Williams' time, after the Final Four, Rob Williams didn't play well, he's, his career was over. Well, is his career was saying, is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying about James Harden? His career clearly is not over. So, but is, I, is but, he going to be a superstar next year? Is he going to be an MVP candidate no, next year? He, no, you, you know what he will have to do. He will have to average a triple double and for more points, more rebounds, more assists to get back in that discussion. I promise you. I watch doubt that watch how serious. the perception of him changes. And I want you guys to mark this in did, episode did, did, twenty. Uh, assist, he led the league. I said, matter. I'm telling you. We're done. The masses are done with James Harden. No, I disagree. I'm telling you. He better go call Chloe again. He better call Chloe Kardashian. Chloe's got the man, her man still in the playoffs. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm Tristan sad. Thompson. Yeah, Tristan yeah, uh-huh. Thompson. I'm sad that I even know that. Yeah, I'm sad that you know that, too. You knew and, it, too. And so, finally, let, let's shift gears. And it really just gives us a chance to, to talk boxing. But is Canelo Alvarez balling or falling? Obviously, he's coming off a big win, so he's balling off the victory. But balling or falling as it pertains to now he fights Triple G. That's a tough one. I mean, but Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is just a name. I mean, really, to be honest. He, yeah, he's he not, wasn't. He wasn't this a This was a massive boxer. fight for the, the, the Mexican community. I mean, really, really emotional. I don't know how they got sucked into this, but it's marketing, man. That's yeah. What so, it is. so this gives us a, a months out preview. It's September sixteenth, Mexican Independence Day preview of of Canelo and Triple G. So, balling or falling? Is he balling enough to beat Triple G, or is he falling? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna say he's balling. You think he, he's I gonna think, beat Triple G? I think he. I think he can. I think I, I, I'm. I'm leaning more toward yes than no. Um, so he, he, so yeah, he's here you have it on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade, the first prediction, maybe not the first, but among the first predictions of that fight. I, you know, although Triple G's look more susceptible, it's taking a little bit more punishment, 
I think he will break Canelo down and beat him in a way. Now, Canelo lost to, to Mayweather, right. but that was a whole different animal. This will be this will be kind of brutal. And we saw with like a guy like Miguel Cota, with he you know he got up against some of these guys and he got really really beat up. This could happen to Canelo. So mm-hmm. you heard it here first. We'll see. Texas Mike, whoever I'm telling you. So uh, I say he is falling. I keep you, on falling. Say he is balling. balling. That will wrap up things inside of this edition of the Balling or Falling segment. When we come back, we're gonna do our a new segment that we haven't done before. It's called The Boys Are Back in Town. You're listening to the Sports Talk Seven Way. Morning. Let's talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. Tune in, all those things. Uh, you can tweet me at Wade's Word 24 hours a day. So if you see this 24 hours a day, I want to hear your feedback, your comment. If you think I'm wrong about Canelo, let me know. If you think I'm right about Triple G, or what, let me know. Uh, but now, a brand new feature. It's called The Boys Are Back in Town. The Boys Are Back in Town. In this segment, what we do is we visit a city from around the country and sort of talk about their sports icons, maybe a little bit about their, their city and their team as it pertains to uh, sports. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned this earlier, going to do Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's my mother's hometown. And I, I, I picked it because it's such a rich sports town. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about Obviously, they've had a, a, a huge amount of success. They used to be Houston's arch rivals right. when they were in the, the AFC, AFC Central. South. Central. Central. It was Cleveland, Cincinnati, the, the Houston Oilers, and, and the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers. And those were some brutal matchups. Of course, we, had, we got robbed to kick the door game in. Uh, with Bum Phillips back in the day. So we, we're tied, and not to mention our, in the same division with the Pittsburgh Pirates mm-hmm. for, for in, the, in, in the National League. So, you know, we kind of been through it with Pittsburgh, but we're going to debate their their Mount Rushmore. Okay. If you want to talk about the Steelers, you can. I, I mean, I think the Steelers, they're going to be right back in the thick of things. I, I think that they'll be a lot better going forward. Uh, they have to figure out how to outcoach or not not get so outcoached about Bill Belichick, but uh, I think that they'll they'll be much improved. I think you, you got to keep Ben Roethlisberger healthy, and uh, the Pirates are not are not where they were. They enjoyed right. some success, and that was so much fun to see them come back. But PNC Park, man, that's a beautiful, beautiful. A venue, a baseball park for for them. So let's talk about some of the icons and, and, and the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we got to narrow this list down. Okay. And now this is us not being native Pittsburghers. Yeah. But our mom's from Mount Lebanon. 
And this is a Mother's Day edition. Exactly. So here are the names. These are the names I came up with. Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, Mean Joe Green, Franco Harris, Willie Stargell, Roberto Clemente, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby. Am I oh, Jerome Bettis, I guess. Jerome Bettis, Dan Marino. Who didn't, who played that pit. They had pit. pit Tony exactly. uh, played that pit. Yeah, but Dan Marino is from that area. Yeah, I don't know. Where, where is Tony Dorsett from? I have no idea. Or Dorsett. It was Dorsett until they changed it. Anyway, so, and, uh, and there was Bill Mazeroski oh, is another Bonds. One. Barry Bonds. Played Barry Bonds. Yeah. Played for the pitchport. Doug Drabeck was awesome. If you want to talk for, about uh, off the field, I mean, you could, if you want to throw in coaches, Chuck Noll, yeah. Jim Leland, you know, you had some great coaches there as well. So, that's Dick sort LeBeau of. on the defensive. I mean, he was a coordinator, uh, but he was right. there for forever. Right. Bill Cowell is not even in the discussion. Greg Mike Lord, Tom, Kevin Mike, Green. Mike Tomlin has surpassed him. Oh, please. Everybody talks about how bad a coach Mike Tomlin is. He's just a manager. I don't care. You, if you manage me to a Super Bowl victory and you manage me to all the success he's had, he's a hell of a manager. He manager of the year. So, anyway, <laughs> let's narrow this down. So, ben, Big Ben is out. I think I think Roberto Clemente is just is there. Just because, he's a lot. Yeah, he's a lot. Roberto Clemente is a lot. Yes. Okay, so he's in. But you know what? My favorite baseball player back in the day, which I had a lot of favorites because I loved baseball. Uh, you know, I loved our Astros, mm -hmm. and and those are my real real favorites. But my favorite opponent, and you don't even know who this guy is, Kent Tacovi. I love Kent Tacovi. He had the side uh, the side arm delivery. He was a closer. He looked like Ichabod Crane. But I loved, I I really did. And you have to keep in mind, we saw Pittsburgh a lot back right. in the day. But so, so yeah, um, but Roberto Clemente is definitely on. Roethlisberger is off. Now, here's my, this is us not knowing Pittsburgh. But if you're going to go with a hockey player, would it be Mario Lemieux or Sidney Crosby? I would say Mario Lemieux simply because I had his video game and it was really fun on the Sega Genesis. Yeah, uh, I remember that. So I would, I mean, Sidney Crosby probably. Well, Sid the kid. Uh, I'm going Mario Lemieux was an owner. I go. I got to go with Mario Lemieux. I'm going Mario Lemieux. So we have two spots: Mario Lemieux, Roberto Clemente. That gives us. Uh, uh, I mean, that gives us a little bit of work to do. Hey, uh, Terry, Terry Bradshaw, Bradshaw. I think he's a lot. Lynn Swan, Mean Joe Green, Franco Harris, Willie Stargell. I'm gonna say, knowing how big this guy was back then, and he went to Penn State. I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say Franco Harris. Oh, come on. Get you, out no, I, of I'm here. telling you, this. I, I'm, you don't know this. You weren't here to realize how big of a star Franco Harris. He had Franco's army. I'm, uh, Terry Bradshaw got in, into, the, I think he got in the Hall of Fame before any of them. Yeah, so. but he, but also he's much maligned and he, you know, he didn't, it, a lot of people say it was Starworth and Swan that saved him and Franco Harris. So I'm going to go with Mario Lemieux. Roberto Clemente, and I'm going to go Franco Harris. I, now, I, my last spot is mm. going to be really, really tough. Comes out, of, It comes down to two people for me. Okay. I, it's either going to be Willie Stargell or Mean Joe Green, and that is so That's tough because we didn't even talk about Jack Ham or, or Jack Lambert no. or Mel Blunt. Or right. any of those guys we could have went with from those teams. Uh, or Neil O'Donnell. Or, yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah or Heinz kidding. Ward. Heinz Ward yeah. is really loved in Pittsburgh. Man, one of my I, you players. know what? I'm gonna. I'm. Oh man, I tell you what I'm gonna do. Ooh, man, this is tough. 
Mean Joe Green or Willie Stargell? I'm going to go Willie Stargell. I'll go Willie Stargell as well. I, no, I, but hold on. You didn't give me – you missing one. Terry Bradshaw is my other one. So, you – okay, your Instead four are – My four are um, – Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw, Roberto Clemente, uh, Willie Stargell. And, and Mario Lemieux. And Mario Lemieux. Okay, man. I guess my – wow. Do I go – I could kick Mario off and go Mean Joe Green, Willie Stargell, Roberto Clemente – but hockey's a big thing in Pennsylvania. Okay, so look, this is what I'm going to do. The Penguins have been around for a long time. This is what I'm going to do. My final list, my Mount Rushmore. Sorry, Mario Lemieux, I have to put you back on ice. I'm going <laughs> Willie Stargell, Mean Joe Green, Roberto Clemente, and uh, what am I forgetting? Roberto Clemente, Willie Stargell. Oh, Franco Harris. Franco Harris. Those four. All so right. I have two Steelers, two Pirates. And let us know in the comments, uh, comment either on Facebook uh, or wherever. Uh, let us know, you know, especially if you're from Pittsburgh, if we're off base, if we're close, or who would you yeah, take off? Yeah, if we're just total it? idiots who know nothing about your city. <laughs> tell him he doesn't know about Franco Harris. Please tell him that. I know he's popular and everything, but I don't think he's – I mean, four four Super Bowls for Terry Bradshaw. Okay, well, we're, we're, there, there we have it. Uh, that'll conclude our – the boys are back in town segment. Now I want to get into another segment. We don't do uh, this episode. We won't do the quote of the week. I don't have one. Okay. Uh, but I want to do the have you heard that's coming up later with Steve Harvey. But we are going oh, I heard that. The, the mother's edition of Oh, you heard that. I'm, I'm sorry you have. Maybe others haven't. So now we're going to do with the, the the mom edition of Hollywood Swingin'. All right, this is where we assign sports figures or sports teams uh, to a, a, a fictional Hollywood character or a television character. Um, and so... I don't know any of these moms' names, by the way, that we're going to talk about. Well, okay, well, there are a couple ways we can do it. We could go with women who are mothers in sport. Okay, we can go with that. Okay. Or we could go with player moms. Because I know, I know, I know a few. Normally, we come up with three people, and we we see what which TV mom they are. Right. Okay. So let's start with. I guess let's start with the future mom. In well, no, uh, you got to start with the characters first. Okay. Here, okay. Here are the characters. We got. We have four characters. So one is Claire Huxtable, one is Florida Evans, one is Carol Brady, and one is any mother. From any bad mother from a Tyler Perry movie, <laughs> so we got to come up with four mothers. The, the mother from four daughters is it from a Tyler Perry? I don't that, remember. What is it, Daddy? No, Daddy's little girls. Daddy's little girls. Yeah, Daddy's little. Daddy's girl. little girl. She was horrible. Oh, look! I want to go see that movie, and now I had to go. Look, okay. So here's here's how I ended up having to go. I had to go because my wife had it was her birthday. And she made me go to a Tyler Perry movie because wow. I refused. It was my last, my first and my last. <laughs> Although I've heard some of them have gotten better. I mean, he, he's making all the money in the world. Him and Robert Johnson went down to the crossroads, make a deal with the devil. <laughs> well, but you know he sold Medea off. Did he? Yeah. Um, to whom? Who would to have? a big studio. I mean, um, they're, they're in control of Medea now. <laughs> so maybe we can't use her likeness or image when talking about uh, her, her characters. So anyway, so... You know what? I I can get real ugly on this segment. I'm going to try not to because it is Mother's Day. But anyway, let's talk about Serena Williams, future mother. Is she Claire Huxtable, Florida Evans, 
Carol Brady or any mother from a Tyler Perry, a bad a bad mother from a Tyler Perry movie. Well, her father was Richard Williams, who most people say are crazy. And crazy like a fox. Oh well. Ah hmm. That's a tough one. She's not Claire. She's not really. She's not Florida. Florida She's not Carol. Who's the other one? Any bad mom. She's gonna Tyler be. Perry? She's gonna be any bad mom from a Tyler really? Perry movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I see. I see the potential for bad mothering, mothery, <laughs> or however you say. Really? That yeah. No. Nah. Look at Richard. Look no, at Richard. no, no. They were. He, they were great parents. Look, man. They have two phenomenal. Do- and Orisine is a great mom, by the way. I mean, she ought to be like the mom of the year because look, she dra- raised two daughters. I don't know. I got. I know they have other siblings. I don't know how, who, how, what. I don't know about the other siblings, but those two are shot? phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Kill? sad. That was yeah. tragic. But these are two phenomenal women at the top, the best to ever do it in tennis. Serena for sure. Serena's for sure. Short and and, and Venus, Venus is in the, the short list. Five, yeah. You got Steffi Graf, Martina. You Venus. have Chris Everett. Yeah. yeah. Martina Navratilova. Yeah, I said Martina. Yeah. yeah. I, so I thought you were saying. I no, you I, I think. Martina Hingis. I think she'll be a great mom, but she'll have a lot of resources. Oh, so of in that way, Serena is Carol Brady. Okay. Okay. All right. So now other moms. Now we, I know who who Claire Hustleboy is for me. Steph Curry's mom, just because I always love oh, Felicia so, Rashad. Okay, so you just she wasn't one of them, but that's fine. Steph I mean, Curry's she, mom. She's a, she's a nice looking lady, and I always had a, a thing for Felicia Rashad. So I hated when she I hated that I missed when she was up here. So yeah, uh, yeah, she was here not so long ago at the station. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I got to come up with my Claire Huxtable. Ooh, man, that's tough. Give me some more uh, mothers or sports moms. Uh, you got the volleyball chicks. Um, the volleyball chicks doing them. What about uh, what are the track and field people? Who had, who had track and field? I didn't Flojo? Prepare. No, Flojo didn't have it. She had kids. Did she, she had a kid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jackie Joyner. Jackie Joyner. Kersey. You wanna? Yeah. No. Let's see. I gotta think about. <laughs> I gotta think about which way I want to go with that. Cheryl Swoops is a mother that I had on there, and so Cheryl Swoops was a. Oh, Claire Huxtable. In that, really? Well, I mean, in that. I mean, she's not. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not talking there. about aesthetically. I'm saying. Oh, uh, man, you, you are, that's such a manly thing to do, man. <laughs> I'm we, sorry. This I is a little more, bit more highbrow I'm segment sorry, than I'm, that. I'm a man. Cheryl Swoops is 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 more of a Claire Huxtable, I guess, because she had the baby before she ever got her WNBA career off the ground and came back and was phenomenal. So she well, was amazing. She had, but she also had another baby, and she missed the whole season. Or she, no, no, that was the first baby. She didn't miss the whole season. She came back a few months after she had him. Yeah, so, but it was already Cynthia Cooper's team, but we're talking about the NBA But Cheryl right was a beast, now. so she's the nah, player. She okay. So now you got you got Kim Durant's mom who was, who was on the scene. You have uh, – you know, actually, you know, years ago I had the NBA moms on with me. It was uh, a number of them, Daniel Gibson's mom and – uh, Damon Jones's mom and two other NBA guys. Their mother, I forget who, who they were. You better watch it. Uh, what? No. What? I mean, I'm just saying you have you you. you oh, know. I might offend moms. Yeah. So who is the Florida Evans that don't play mom? Oh, I guess Florida. That would be Durant's mom. Okay. Okay. That yeah. I mean, all right. That's the Florida Evans. Why? Why? Why Durant's mom? Single mom. Well, single mom. But Florida wasn't. But James died in a crash in Mississippi. So. 
she turned into a single mother and a bus driver. She was a, you know, she was, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Duran's mom, single parent, struggle. You saw the movie? There's a movie out. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's all about, I mean, I didn't watch it. It was on, like, the Lifetime movie channel or something. Oh, nice. Um, that, yeah, you, you got it on yeah, in your house. It is right, what cool. it is. It is what it is. So, yeah, I'm going to say Kevin Durant's mom is Florida. All right, I'll a hard go with that one. Mom. I'll go with that one. Because James died. She still had to raise Michael. Did he ever become a Supreme Court justice? Not in real life. Not in fake life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about his character, not him. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. So this leads me to, and I'm I probably shouldn't even do this. You didn't. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have been labeled a LeBron hater for many, many, many oh, years, and we're missing out on a lot of sports moms, like Allen Iverson's mom, who is crazy. <laughs> we're missing out on a lot of moms. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We didn't really, but research this good the enough. Tyler Perry mother is LeBron's mom. Really? Yes. <laughs> really? You think so? But you know what? To her credit, we hadn't seen in a while, so she's she's. Oh yeah, she yeah yeah. yeah Cause I Delonte go, West. I and, see. I was not gonna even say the name. Why not? You, I, I, people got to know that she had a uh, no a, no don't alleged uh, relationship with his ex because LeBron Delonte is litigious. I don't want to get sued. I, I, but no, okay. So here's the deal. Now this is the real deal. <laughs> And I'm not being. <laughs> that is wrong, though, that you brought LeBron on Mother's Day. You brought LeBron's yeah, mom. Should I edit this about, out? No, but you shouldn't have said it in the first place. I probably shouldn't have said it. But, I, and I don't mean to be mean. And, I, and not even the Delonte West thing. It was that this is what bothered me back in the day is that she was always like in front of the camera, like always around. And we shouldn't be seeing your mom. Like, you just shouldn't see anybody's mother. If you're an athlete, we, we shouldn't see your mom. Like, that's why I love Orsene. And Orsene is probably Claire Huxtable because she, I mean, she Look, was man, amazing. Steph Curry's mom is Claire Huxtable, all right? That's okay. just it. Bottom line, don't disrespect Claire so, Huxtable. So, yeah, so those that's that's it for Hollywood Swinging. Right. And it's probably the single worst segment that I have done. <laughs> I, and I'm, in, I'm ashamed of this segment as we speak, but it is what it is. But it's not even about the Delonte West thing, which who knows if that's true. I think it's true. I'm not going to comment on that. And then she had another relationship. Nah, with yeah, relationship. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's bad. It's, I don't want to get into all of that. But it, my, my criticism was more back in the day that she was always, she would hug every player. and have, Like, no other parent would do that. Like, and, you know, and, and she's, she's learned from that. Man. She was trying to catch, man. She was trying to catch. Nah, that's so wrong. What? I didn't say. And you know they're going to blame me. Even young. though you said it, people are going to blame me. He was young. Me. He was like 18 when he got into the league. She, I, she I get young it. mother. She trying I, to catch, man. I am man. so going to regret this. Like, she didn't know he was going to be the king. Well, it is what it is. We did a segment in the Friday Express, my music show, the Friday Express last night, where I played the song Sadie. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I like the Say R. Kelly version, it. even though I can't listen to any R. Kelly's music anymore. But I know he went way, way, way out of line. Not guilty. No, though. I like to. Sp- no, he's guilty. <laughs> oh, am I going be- to? Am I going to believe whole- him or my lying eyes? <laughs> that's no. a whole other conversation. Yeah, I know. No, I, we, spend- should, we should have a, another podcast about 
like disputed uh, cases. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had another one. We're gonna do a, a hockey podcast called Black Ice. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be short. <laughs> the African American perspective of the game of hockey. So no, I played the Sadie last night, and we got into it. You know, I, in the previous podcast, I did something where I talked about the Zotus, right? Zotus. Yeah, the, I don't know what that the is. BBB, the ball, big baller brand. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Five hundred, four hundred ninety-five dollars. Yeah. And I, I said, what was Sadie? And you got to know the song, you know, Sadie, don't you know you love me? Uh, we love you, sweet Sadie. Just play it underneath. You, yeah, I Only had to play it underneath. Sunday morning, breakfast was on so, the So I asked myself the question, would she buy Zoe 2? No or would she? Would, would Sadie buy Zoe 2? Yeah, yeah, and she wouldn't. We, no, we know she wouldn't. She wouldn't, no. And, and would she buy a new cell phone? For somebody who brings home D's and F's on their report card. No, no Sadie would. Hard. Would Sadie go to her child, every child, uh, her child's every soccer practice? No, she, no, she wouldn't. So that she brings up the question the that you can ask yourself, what would Sadie do? What would Sadie do? So ask yourself as a mother. Yeah. Would I cook. She gonna cook. Maybe. She gonna have a bonnet on. Her a what? crown, a bonnet, a crown. Yeah, she's gonna have a crown on. Yeah, she gonna have a house dress. Mm-hmm. She gonna she have, have ankle pantyhose. What do you call them? The leg pantyhose that don't, they don't come out with the, the, the knee high. <laughs> she have on the knee that high. Roll down throughout the day. And some white shoes. Yeah, she's, she's. We love Sadie now. We love Sadie. We all know Sadie. Sadie May. Sadie May. So she yeah, have a Bible. So so all the new moms out there, the young mothers out there, ask yourselves, what would Sadie do? Always that needed smile. And that brings us to our final segment. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? I've heard. Have you heard about the Steve Harvey memo? <laughs> so, so Steve Harvey's talk show is going into his fifth season, mm-hmm. and they moved production from Chicago to Los Angeles. And before production started or started it's starting, Starts. he sent out a memo to his staff in which he says, "Don't look at him. Say, he don't look at him." He didn't say. Don't I had look the at memo. Him. Basically, don't talk to him. I'm not here to entertain you. Don't come into my dressing room unless you're invited. Don't knock. Don't bother me in the hallway. I'm not going to entertain you. I'm doing this for my my peace and my entertainment and my enjoyment. This is what he said. Well, I mean, he's talking about being ambushed in the hall. I mean, he came out later to explain it. He said, I didn't hear the explanation. What was said, the explanation? He was saying that, that you know, throughout the day, people would come. He always had, like, an open-door policy. So people would bring their friends. They would come to the show. They would want autographs and stuff like that. And they would wait outside his dressing room from, from when he walked in the hallway to go onto his show or do whatever, go get some air. Okay. And he's like... I'm sick of this. I'm people coming it. into the dressing room while get I'm getting it. dressed, while I'm in my makeup chair, you know, hassling me and telling me to do this and wanting me to do this. He, I mean, he explained it. I understood it. He's like, look, and he didn't apologize about it. He was just like, look, I probably could have handled it better, but I'm not apologizing. I don't want those. I don't want to live in a prison. I don't want to be accosted <laughs> or, or, or always some somebody's coming at me for something. <laughs> right, I, I understand right. that. Playing violins for Steve Harvey. No, I'm not. I mean, he, he, he but I would say this: this dude has play, gone uh, to look. This dude has gone to the Charles Barkley school of like, like, or the Freddy Krueger, Jason from Friday Thirteen, where you can't kill his career. I mean, he does That's stuff true. like this, and you cannot kill his career. Credit to his team, though. I'm sure he has a great team. 
But and, and I'm not. Yeah, because he was in like a B2K movie, like starring oh, he's, Omarion. Yeah, yes, he was, he's he's he done was a lot. Uncle something. And he's he, done a lot, yeah. a lot. It, and his career won't die. He called the wrong name on Miss Universe, right? And, and which he executive produces as well. Yeah, yeah. so he wasn't going anywhere. But I'm just saying, and still he rises. Yeah, he <laughs> he makes bad movies, and still he rises. He gave up cussing and said, "God ain't through with me yet," and still he rises. So, so not, he and got I'm not of his toupee, and still he rises. He wears flamboyant suits, and still he rises, and sells them to other people, <laughs> or and, sti- to. and still he rises, and not on Easter. So, uh, uh, you know, this is what I said to that. I understand, but don't do it in a memo. Talk to your people, man. Don't don't put it on paper. Right. Just talk to your people. You know, you so, knew you, you you had to know that memo was going to get out. Yeah, and so we're going to wind up this edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. It might be my last because if LeBron gets wind of this, uh, we'll be on a Cleveland hit list. So with that, huh? I say so. Let LeBron know. No, no, no. tweet it to LeBron. <laughs> post it. Everything. Nah, I'm just kidding, man. We kid because we care, LeBron. Don't talk about his family, man. He'll come it's out of you, all know. in love, man. It's all in love. She's grown <laughs> I can't as a woman. You talked about LeBron. You brought up Delonte West. I never would have done that. You brought up his I, mom. I, I, I brought was up thinking it. about LeBron's mom. Okay, it was either that or Donovan McNabb's mom. I couldn't think of any more mothers. Donovan McNabb's mom. All she did was on a soup commercial. Exactly. That's you know too what's much. Wrong, what's wrong with that? They do it now. That's a tradition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moms getting in the mix. And I can get into the social uh, sociological reason why, but I won't. But no, I was talking about her being like visible. Tweet LeBron at oh, King man. James twenty three. I think that's his name. On man, Twitter. we're only twenty episodes in. So uh, with that, you can tweet me at Wade's Word, W A D E S W O R D. Of course, uh, join us on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. And D-Wade909 on Instagram. And somebody create a fake page for me. I want somebody, you know, they have like. The, a fake page. Yeah. like I, I'm going to put somebody on that. A fake biscuit they have, page. They have a Mike D'Antoni's mustache page. They have all uh, these We can do of, that. No, I don't want you to. I want it to be organically. I want it to uh, happen. Wait, hi, it's not organic if you ask somebody to oh, do well, it. I guess you're right. But I'm vain like that. So that's what I do. Well, hey, you can uh, tweet me a ways word and we'll find, come up. Somebody create a biscuit Twitter handle. So for him. Uh, and again, want to thank you guys for spending part of your time uh, tuning in and liking and subscribing. We certainly look forward to doing these things and having a whole lot of fun. And as always, have a great day.